Hey guys, get ready. Looking up is about to start. What things were gains to me, these I now count as loss. Jesus has set me free from what I was. steal your thunder there, Danny. That was exciting. I was wondering, <laughs> what am I going to say? <laughs> and I was wondering, is this my spot? <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. You're listening live to the Looking Up show. Today is the 8th of March. That's why we're live. It's Wednesday afternoon. And how are you today, Pastor Danny? I am praising the Lord on this deliciously delightful Wednesday afternoon. And I'm so excited that you are back. <laughs> How exciting. It is exciting. I can't even believe I'm here right now. I just, know. I was driving here and thinking, wow, this is the world. It's still going. <laughs> it's still going. It's still going. And um, you've been you've been away for a couple of months now since you had 
Little Judah Levon Luca Tarosian. Right. That's right. Two months at least. Wow. Yeah, just over and, two months. Uh, yeah, he's growing fast. He can yeah. hold his head up now. Already. Already. Yeah. I, I mean, know, I saw a photo of you of him. You just brought him in. You know, he's huge, huge. <laughs> well, the photo might have changed some of the proportions. <laughs> he's still a little baby, but he's definitely growing. He's talking oh, a little he's bit. Eating well. He's eating well. He smiles at me every oh, morning, and he smiles good. after every feed. Oh, wow. That's so special. That's yeah, so special. That's and we've also got Shanna here today. She's continuing the journey while our mate Shell is in oh, the US of A. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's good that she's here. She's here. No she... one would hear us without her. No, no, they wouldn't. So we're really <laughs> blessed to have her. So thank you so much for joining us. We had Leah last week share Did her you? testimony. Yeah, oh, good. From rebel to raw to redeemed. I think uh, I got yep. that right. Yeah. Yep, so, that sounds about and right. by the way, if you missed that testimony, you need to hear her testimony. You can go to the Faith FM website, website, or download the app, Faith FM app, and uh, you can go there and listen to all the past episodes as podcasts there. Yeah, just go into the browse section, and they are all there, including the testimony from last week and all the rest from the last what, almost three years <laughs> since the Looking Up show has been going. In case anyone has nothing to do, <laughs> please but, go back. <laughs> absolutely. So, no, it's really good to have you, Sharissa. And um, so, Bubs is going well. The yes, in-laws have gone home. Yes, yes. We are, we are all well. Praise the Lord. Pastor Danny, what are we talking about today? Um, Judah. No, <laughs> no today, today we're going to be talking about... Um, where where we are in the stream of time, we're going to be taking a look at an overall um, aeroplane view of where we are, where we are beginning to head and how this pendulum that we keep talking about is beginning to move in the opposite direction to where mm. it's been going mm-hmm. for the last 200 plus years. Wow. So we're going to be looking at that today. And um, so there'll be a giveaway and uh, we've got an interview with a good friend of mine, Pastor Vadim. He's going to give us an update very soon on the situation of evangelism in Russia and the Ukraine. So stay tuned and we'll be back with Pastor Vadim. Are we too busy making friends with the world? Getting so comfortable that we forget why we're here. Are we distracted by our treasures and toys and things that annoy that we can't see eternal things? Jesus, open our eyes to the things unseen, for this world is temporary.
Charlie Fletcher, Jesus, open our eyes. And did you notice those beautiful final words? Soon we are going home. I love those words. How exciting. And we are indeed soon going home, folk. And so Mm. we keep looking up, as Jesus said, because our redemption is drawing near and is drawing nearer and nearer every day. But it seems that the train is picking up speed, Sharissa. Yeah, it does. And while you've been away these last couple of months, it's (laughs) sped up even more. You'll have to tell me all about it. Oh, yes, we will. (laughs) Yes, we will indeed. But in the meantime, we are blessed to have one of my really good friends, uh, a colleague in ministry. We work together as ministers of the gospel in the Memorial Seventh-day Adventist Church there in the heart of Kurumbong. And we have him as our special guest once again on the Faith FM show, welcome Pastor Vadim. Oh, thank you, Danny. It's good to hear your voice again. <laughs> you are here also with Sharissa, the brand yes. new mother. Hello, Pastor. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Sharissa, congratulations on your uh, on your multiplication. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Uh, you have a boy or a girl? Little boy, little boy. Uh, and uh, and she uh, called beautiful. him Judah. She called him Judah. Yes. Oh, beautiful. So, Pastor Vadim, thank you so much for taking some time out um, of your busy schedule to to connect with us and with our listeners right across Australia. We we really are grateful. Now, Pastor Vadim, the last time we spoke, it was I guess a while ago. Now, if I remember correctly, probably a year ago almost, because it's been a, a year since the war in Ukraine began, and we talked shortly after that, and you gave us an update on on how the church was faring there in particular in Ukraine. It's been um, 12 months since then. Are you able to sort of uh, let us know how is the, the Seventh-day Adventist Church and the Christian church at large, how, how is the church um, doing, you know, 12 months on after the war has begun? Okay, well, uh, thank you for, for asking. Uh, so uh, when the war started on the 24th of February, uh, my, my first thought was, uh, what can I do uh, to help uh, the poor civilians, uh, the innocent victims of this armed conflict? Uh, I decided not to uh, get engaged in the political issues, uh, but focus all of my attention on the people. Uh, so here in Melbourne... Hello? Yep, yep, continue. And... Uh, uh, and, uh, and uh, uh, get some funds together, and uh, and by uh, also connect to the Address Development and Relief Agency, Adra uh, International, and Adra Australia, and uh, uh, deliver uh, humanitarian aid uh, to uh, the poor Ukrainian souls, uh, both Christian and non-Christian, uh, and non-Adventists. We would not. Uh, look at the denominational logo, we would look at people. So people mm. were the main. Uh, and uh, in the past 12 months, a uh, little over 12 months, uh, with the help of very kind and generous Australian partners uh, and friends, uh, it was possible to uh, evacuate more than 1,500 uh, civilians, mm. uh, mostly Christians and their family members, uh, from uh, southeast Ukraine. Uh, that's the hot spot. That's where most fighting is happening. And uh, we had evacuation teams of the bravest of the brave uh, who would get into uh, the vans and travel to those hot spots. And even under shelling and uh, uh, rockets falling right, left, and center, 
uh, they was uh, uh, they were able to put sometimes in a van of uh, 12 seats they would put 25 people and uh, evacuate them from uh, those hot spots. Wow. Uh, they would then uh, come to the city of Dnipropetrovsk. It's now called Dnipro, uh, where they would be lodged in uh, in the health resort, uh, which uh, in peacetime was used to promote uh, healthy living and uh, healthy uh, natural remedies. Uh, but now uh, that health center has become an, ev- uh, an evacuation center where a lot of those evacuees would be processed to receive their documents uh, and uh, often uh, uh, receive assistance with passport application so that that's, uh, they could uh, then travel to western Ukraine and leave the country uh, to a safer place like Poland, Czech, Slovakia and uh, other European countries. And uh, so uh, at the moment, we have 100 people living there uh, on a permanent basis. And uh, this winter in Ukraine was very, very harsh with a lot of interruptions to energy. And uh, we were able to buy uh, all the necessary supplies uh, to keep those uh, precious people warm uh, through the winter months. And uh, uh, also, uh, I'm surprised at how Providence works. Uh, for instance, uh, last year, uh, we had a thought, uh, why don't we go ahead and buy some power generators? Mm. At that time, uh, there was no need, but we went ahead and purchased a number of power generators, thinking maybe we'll need them. Uh, like the story of Joseph, you know, who uh, collected extra grain during the generous mm. yes, yes. And when uh, there were power disruptions in Ukraine in October, November, December, those generators proved to be very, very handy and were used to produce electricity and uh, other and other good things to uh, maintain life uh, for uh, those precious people. So that's just a little snapshot of our activities uh, in Ukraine, helping uh, people who are in need. Uh, talking uh, about uh, Christianity in general, uh, well, the country is at war, and uh, all Christians, not only Adventists, uh, everyone wants to get engaged uh, to help as much as they can uh, people who are in need. So uh, the society there was quite united uh, about uh, helping uh, those who lost the roof over their heads or lost loved ones, uh, lost their material possessions. Uh, uh, but it, it is tough mm. uh, because uh, 10 million Ukrainians left wow. uh, in 12 months. Uh, about 7 million people left for Western Europe. About 3 million uh, fled into Russia. Uh, um, uh, uh, the country uh, lost uh, basically one fourth of its population uh, through humanitarian uh, humanitarian exits, uh, refugees, uh, and that had a, a devastating effect on the country's economy and also uh, on uh, the Christian uh, communities in general. Uh, because can you imagine if you have a church of 500 people and they uh, get together? Uh, what if there is some kind of a, a battle in the sky above the city and some rockets accidentally fall on the building where those people are? Uh, if that happens, uh, that would be that would mean the death of hundreds of people. Mm. So uh, Christianity in general has to be very, very mindful of the fact that any mass gathering uh, can uh, jeopardize the safety and security of those gathering. Mm, uh, so that, yes. that is also ha- having an impact. So uh, the churches uh, are fairly small. Uh, a lot of people prefer to stay at home or watch online. The internet is still there. 
uh, and, uh, and uh, so safety and security are major factors uh, when it comes to protecting life. Uh, so that would be probably just some uh, basic observations of what is happening in that uh, country, uh, which is uh, bleeding very badly at the moment. Uh, but what I do know is that uh, the hope is there. And uh, uh, in talking to some of the church leaders in Ukraine, uh, they all tell me, Vadim, uh, the war will finish sooner or later. All mm. wars will come to their end. And that will be a time of great need of the message of hope in that country. Mm. Uh, that's when uh, there will be hundreds of thousands of people who come back from war. Uh, people who lost loved ones and possessions. Uh, people will be suffering with all sorts of mental health challenges, post-traumatic stress disorders, uh, depression fear, anxiety, all of these things, uh, they will be flooding the country. And uh, uh, healing will be greatly needed. And we all know that the best healing that any human soul on earth can get is their healing in Christ. Mm. And therefore, I'm already tuning my mind that uh, soon, very soon, I'll be able to come back to the country and preach the everlasting gospel, the gospel of hope, the gospel that, uh, that tells us that God loves humans. Christ died for their sins, and he will soon come back to this world to take them home. Mm. So that is the hope, that, that, is the hope uh, that lives in, in my heart at the moment. Mm. Wow, yeah, praise the Lord for that. And I, and I, I remember well visiting uh, the, the western part of, of Ukraine um, a number of years ago, and, yeah, the people there, just beautiful people, very hardworking, and, yeah, they, they, they do have a love for life and... and they have a spiritual interest as well, and I believe that that will go to the next level, as you said, when the dust settles and the war we pray will come to an end very, very soon. Um, finally, uh, what, is, uh, what is the situation there in Russia? Because you're, you're from Russia. That's, that's where you were born. That's where you grew up, even though you've been to Ukraine many a time uh, to run programs. But what is the situation there, and, and how is uh, the, the church there assisting people? Because obviously there, there must be great needs in Russia as well. I have very little knowledge of what is happening with uh, the Christian communities in the Russian Federation. Uh, because I haven't been there for the last five years and my uh, contacts there are quite limited. Uh, but overall, the church is doing fairly good. Uh, it's uh, uh, it, it's uh, trying to do lots of uh, welfare, humanitarian programs, assisting people who are in need, including uh, millions of refugees uh, who are opposite to migrate east instead of migrating west. Uh, and uh, uh, But generally speaking, the country... Uh, uh, I wouldn't say it's, it's devastated. It, it has its challenges. It has its problems. Uh, but uh, the church is calm, and uh, the church and the Christian world in general in Russia tries to refrain from delving into or diving into the world of politics, mm. putting their attention uh, completely on the people who need hope, mm. the hope in Christ. So yeah. that would be uh, my answer to what I see yeah, it's um, it reminds me, uh, Pastor Vadim, of what took place in, I guess, my homeland, where where I where I come from, where my roots are. There in the former Yugoslavia, where you have, you know, Serb Serbs and those uh, who are Croats, and um, when the war was taking place in the late 80s, 
and early 90s. It was just very sad, um, you know, Serbians versus Croatians there in Bosnia and, and Croatia. And I was there at the time, not in Serbia or Sorry, not in Croatia or Bosnia, but I was there in Serbia at the time when the war was going on and people, the majority of people were just so saddened by the situation because these are, you know, they, these are their own blood. They're, they're their own countrymen and that's what you shared with me the other day when we spoke that these, you know, it's Russians fighting Russians, literally. Uh, well, uh, Russians and Ukrainians uh, are virtually the same people mm. and 99.9%. Uh, 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 and uh, they speak the same language, they eat the same cuisine. Uh, they, the, uh, the amount of relatives people have on both sides of the border is immense. Uh, there, there would be hardly any Russian in Russia who doesn't have relatives in Ukraine, and uh, hardly any Ukrainian who doesn't have relatives in Russia. Mm. Uh, so it's a civil war in essence, and uh, it's potentially the saddest page in, uh, in the Russian-Ukrainian history mm. in, in centuries. Uh, and uh, so in my case, uh, what can I do? I can pray for peace, yeah. come as quickly as possible. And uh, I believe that uh, there will be a lot of hurts and uh, it will be very difficult for the Russian and Ukrainian people to come together uh, after this conflict. But uh, we know that Christ heals wounds mm, and miracles. And uh, there will come a day. And this is what I'll, and what I'll say maybe is something that not everyone in the world wants to hear. But I believe that a day will come uh, when uh, there will be a Russian and a Ukrainian who come and hug each other and tell each other they're brothers and they love each other. Amen. Amen. Well, that's what we're praying for because Jesus, he, is, he has given us the ministry of reconciliation. And that's what we find at the cross where Jesus connects humanity with heaven through his sacrifice and it's that love that connects us and so i agree with you brother and we'll be praying for that day and we pray that that day will come very soon we want to thank you so much pastor pastor vadim for for joining us on the looking up show on this wednesday afternoon and we look forward to uh, reconnecting with you in uh, in the in the near future and hearing a little more of of, of what God is doing there and how our listeners can help. So thank you so much. We really appreciate your time and we wish you all the best for the rest of this afternoon and as you minister down there in Melbourne. Wonderful. Thanks, Danny. I'll give my best regards to everyone uh, who is around the table with you. And Charissa, again, thank happy, you. Birthday, happy birthday of a precious, beautiful time. Thank you so and much. Also, Charissa. Uh, I congratulate you with 8 March, which is International Women's Day. Oh, yeah, that's oh. true. Today, thank you very much. May you prosper in all things and uh, bring a lot of happiness to yourself thank and you. your dear family. Thank you so oh, much. Thank you. What a way to end the interview. Look at that. Eh? We needed <laughs> Pastor Vadim to join us to congratulate all the women that today is your big special day. And... Um, <laughs> We're going to listen to this song, Anthem Lights, from Yes and Amen. And after that, we've got the news. And after that, we will continue our journey this afternoon. Father of kindness, you have poured our grace. You brought me out of darkness. You have filled me with peace. Giver of mercy, you're my help in time of need Lord I can't help but sing
promises are yes and amen. All your promises are yes and amen. Beautiful Savior, you have brought me near. You pulled me from the ashes. You have broken every curse. Blessed Redeemer, you have said. This captivity, Lord, I can't help but sing. Faithful, you are. Faithful, forever you will be. Promises are yes and amen. All your promises are yes and amen. Faithful you are. Faithful forever you will be. Faithful yes you My confidence mm, is a faithfulness, and I will rest in your promises. My confidence is your faithfulness. to Faith FM, positively different radio. Hi all, I'm Bees the Chaplain. Join me for Blessings with Bees, where we make faith real. If you want to know more, visit me on my landing page at beesthechaplain.com. I'm looking forward to hanging out with you soon. Peace out and God bless. Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim. You can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. Faith looks up, sorry looks back. 
worry looks around. It's a beautiful afternoon, my dear friends, wherever you are listening from, here in Newcastle. Amen. And you are on the Looking Up show, the Faith FM Looking Up show with the one and only Sharissa, who is back. <laughs> it's good to be back. Yeah, so exciting to have you back. And with, <laughs> with Shanna in the driver's seat, and I am just the usual, just uh, waffling away. Um, keeping, keeping us all on our toes. Isn't that right, Sharissa? She is. She's keeping us very much on air. Indeed. And I just <laughs> want to say a big hello if there is anyone from Lake Macquarie College. Lake Macquarie Adventist College. I've been um, blessed to be there this week for their week of worship or their wow week, as they like to refer to it. And it's been pretty full on. You know, Sharissa talking to... Wow week. Yeah, it's been wow. Yeah, week of worship. So from Monday to Friday and I have been doing the, the speaking. They give you 20 minutes. Wow, that would be very hard for you. Very, very challenging for me. <laughs> be 20 like you're, minutes. you're welcome and then you basically, have to stop. Basically, it's a welcome and a prayer. That's basically all I've been doing all week. <laughs> and uh, no, it was, it's been great and the kids have been very attentive. That's and good. our theme has been Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. Amen. John 14, 6. So we've been unpacking that scripture, you know, who Jesus is, um, the way today was the truth. You know, and that was pretty full on. And um, tomorrow it's going to be life. You know, Jesus Wonderful. is the life. And then, you know, Friday we'll finish off with, um, you know, the choice that we have to follow either Christ or, yeah, Wonderful. the opposition. So, yeah, so that's been exciting. So if there's anyone out there who is driving home from school and you're part of the Lake Macquarie um, College campus, want to give you a big hello. Any parents out there? Absolutely. It's so good to have you joining us. And we just want to let you know this is a live broadcast. Indeed. It's coming to you uh, live Wednesday, March 8. And that means that you can interact with us. We'd love to hear your comments on what we talk about here. Any prayer requests, questions, comments, please text them through to us here. Our very own dedicated show number, 04888 And should I let them know Absolutely. about this? Absolutely. We have a prize. It's a prize giveaway for the first four people who will text in our code word to the program uh, today. It's a little book by Jerry D. Thomas. I've read uh, a book of his. He did a contemporary adaptation, I believe, of um, it's a book called The Messiah. And uh, it says here, A Man of Peace, a contemporary adaptation of the classic work on Jesus' life, The Desire of Ages. So beautiful book. You will definitely want to get your hands on it. And all you have to do is listen closely and text in the code word. We'll tell you what that is in the next segment. But keep this number close to you for that time, 04888 Fantastic. Thank you so much, Sharissa. Well, let's just take a look at some things that are, are making news um, from, a, from a prophetic point of view. Yes. It's interesting that uh, in New South Wales now from, well, let, even before we get to that, Pastor Vadim, he reminded us that it was... Um, International Women's Day today, March eighth. It 8th. is. It is. Yeah. So there's a, a big emphasis on women in in the world today. Is it in the world, or is it just in Australia? Or well, is it international? International. So, I guess so it the must whole be. World, yeah. yeah. So it must be. <laughs> and I came across this very very interesting article. So I'm going to run it by you and see what you think about this, Sharissa. You're All a woman. Right. All right. And. Um, this is what the headline was. This is from today. 
okay. uh, from ABC uh, News. Women pose naked in Albany, that's in West Australia, 450 kilometres or so south of Perth, to take back control of their bodies after pregnancy, cancer and sexual assault. Well, there are much better ways of doing that, I would definitely say that. That's rather um, For the first time, yeah, dozens of women (laughs) removed their clothes and posed naked in the main street of a West Australian country town on Sunday, demanding autonomy over their bodies after centuries of sexualization and abuse of their gender. That just seems so anti what they're trying to do. <laughs> that's, what that's what I'm trying to run it by you. I was like scratching my head and uh, Shanna, she's kind of scratching her head as well. Yeah. Why would women want to do that in order to... It feels like they're being controlled if they feel they have to do that. Yeah, so they all turned up in um, you know, in the town hall oh dear. Uh, without their clothes. Oh, dear. Um, just as well it's March 8 and it's not the middle of winter. <laughs> um, uh, my, it should be the middle of winter. That way they would think of a different way of doing things. Um, yeah, and, you know, <laughs> The initiative was part of the region's 10-day Pride Festival and coincided with International Women's Day celebrations. Um, This is what one Albany mother of three, Julianne Johnson, had to say. She was feeling super, super nervous before the shoot. So they did a photo shoot Mm. at this place. It wasn't just rocking up. There was like a photo shoot. I'm not quite sure what the whole purpose was behind it. But anyway, this is what she says. She says, I almost pulled out because I didn't think I could do it. But then she goes on and she says that um, as a 46-year-old woman, you know, we face judgment for the way that we look. We're either too fat, we're too thin, we're too tall, we're too short. And, um, you know, we worry about the cellulite and all the squishy bits on our body and we need to learn to celebrate it and love who we are. And so Mm. we all turn up to a town hall and outside in our birthday suit. Now, sure, so with all due respect, you know, I'm a male, but I think this is going too far. Well, as a female, I agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) This is surely going too far. This is surely going too far. I'm glad that I'm not in Albany right now. You know what? I'm I'm really I'm really saddened by by this. Um, you know, we're too fat, we're too thin, we're too tall, we're too short. Mm. The last time I checked the scriptures in Genesis chapter 1, the Bible tells us that we are all created in God's image. Amen. Well Re- said. Regardless of how tall you are, how short you are, how, how, you know, how fat, how skinny, um, how, what color hair you have, what part of the country you're from, what part of the world you're from, it matters not. We're all created in God's image and we are all precious. We don't need to prove anything to anyone. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so this really plays into the hands of the enemy. Surely. For sure. There's so many funny things going on in our world right now. But it's not that everybody can't see it. I think people are slowly waking up to it as well. They are indeed waking up to it. And we're going to be talking about that because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there are more and more people that are waking up to what is taking place and they're saying we need to change course. And I think that's really, really important. Now, talking about the signs of the times, you know, the Bible talks about and uh, I think it's Second Timothy chapter three. If I just uh, have a look here, chapter three or chapter four, verse five, um, it talks there about um, you know what the situation is going to be at the end of time. Yes, if I can just find it here. Talk- Second Timothy three, yeah, verse so, four yeah. and five. Yeah, if you want to read that for us, if you've got that somewhere well, I there. could start a bit before it. Maybe. Yeah, start a bit before. Maybe start at the very beginning because sure. this is going to lead into this 
this this incredible news item that's a first for New South Wales. So, sure. And I'm reading from the King James today. It says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Wow, what a list of of, of things that are going to be taking place at the end of time. And it's and it really is um, a list of what we're experiencing right now, isn't it? Yeah. Sure. So that leads us into this um, Sydney Morning Herald article from March 2, which is only a few days ago. Mm-hmm. And this was the headline, New South Wales appoints school's behaviour advisor to tackle worsening student conduct. Should have been done a long time ago. Should have been done for the first <laughs> but time. But that is interesting, isn't it? <laughs> so this is what it says. The New South Wales government has appointed its first chief behaviour advisor wow. to work across public, Catholic and independent school sectors in a bid to improve increasingly difficult student behaviour. That's that, that reminds us of what we just read. Disobedient to parents, that is any authority figure even. That's exactly what we read there. Yeah. That's exactly what we read there. It goes on. Um, child health advocate and academic Donna Cross will be tasked with helping schools tackle worsening student conduct, including cyberbullying, school refusal, truancy, and challenging behavior mm. in classrooms. And if there's any teachers out there that are listening right now as they're traveling back home from the classroom, that could probably... Uh, you know, that, that I'm sure they would probably second that. Yeah, this is very much needed. So, you know, it's sad. It's sad that we've got to this point in time because talking to my mother, who went to school many moons ago there in Macedonia, and as I've visited Africa a number of times, there to go to school is a privilege. Mm-hmm. And the children, even today in Africa, the children, like I remember visiting, I uh, uh, can't remember, I think it was in Kenya. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was in Kenya when I was visiting there and running a program. And I went into one classroom and literally there was nothing in the classroom apart from there were three posters, two or three posters. One had the English alphabet. Mm-hmm. The other um, poster was on the, the local alphabet, the Kiswahili, which is sort of the, the national language of Kenya. And another poster was on something else that was educational. No other posters hanging up anywhere on the walls. The walls were just bare. And the thing that really caught my attention was on the blackboard. They've got still blackboards there. They use chalk and blackboards. None none of these smart boards and so forth over there in the villages (laughs) especially. And it had how many boys and how many girls were present. And I saw there were like 40 boys present and 40 girls present. And I'm like, no way, Jose, we can fit 80 kids in this room. Impossible. That just can't happen. No way. I mean, you've been a teacher, teacher yes. so you know full well about teaching 80 kids in one classroom. And I'm it's like, huge. there's no way. And the teacher and I said, is this, um, is this correct? Says yeah, forty boys and forty girls all fit in this, and they literally have to almost sit on top of each other. They squeeze in so many to a pew. They don't have their own desks or anything like that. And I said, wow. I said, I said, are the kids rowdy? Are they complaining? And the teacher said, no, they are just so thankful to be there. And I visited the classrooms myself a number of times, and I visited a number of schools every time I go. I love to go to the schools, and you walk into the classroom. 
and uh, and the kids all stand up in unison and they you know and they they <laughs> welcome you good afternoon or good morning you know whatever your name is and uh, and then the teacher nods to them and they all sit down respectfully it's just full on phenomenal mm, totally so they definitely don't need uh, and a behavior advisor um, minister over there and so but yeah what a sign of the times absolutely absolutely so yeah so this is this is another sign of the times um, let's get on to TikTok <laughs> why not TikTok <laughs> TikTok is introducing default settings on teen accounts to limit screen time that'll be well, good that's news a good, good news for some parents who are yeah. listening to this right now but, wow but do the changes go far enough was the rest of that headline. And so TikTok is under the, under the radar, um, or should I say under the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Um, the United States, I'm not sure if you've heard, um, but the government there has given TikTok, well, those who are on government um, devices, 30 mm-hmm. days to delete your TikTok. So no more TikTok because they're concerned about, you know, the Chinese China, yeah. spying on them and so on and so forth. But more and more studies are coming out and showing that not just TikTok, but 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 similar apps are, are super damaging for young people. And according to this article that I read, basically there is no safe limit. You know, they talk about you know what's a safe limit of children in particular to be on social media, and they haven't come up with a safe limit thus far mm-hmm. and so yeah so that's so that was really interesting that is very interesting you know there's um i don't know if you've been following or have you heard about the mission pilot and the nurse and the three passengers that went missing at sea just recently oh i think i heard something but fill us in oh well, we just need to pray for them it's just all these things in our world the sad things that mm. the bad things that happen they just remind us this world is not mm, our, our home and it gives us a longing for a world that's so much different from this one. Um, my heart's been following this story lately. Just last week, a pilot who's volunteering his life in the Philippines to take his helicopter and do medi evacuations. So he goes, picks up people who need to get to medical um, care. He's a mission pilot. He and a nurse, a young nurse, about my sister's age or, or younger, um, was out there transporting a patient and two other people to a hospital and they lost track of them over the middle of the ocean in inclement weather. That was last week. And there have been so many people, um, you know, sending money to support to give the mission pilots fuel so mm. they can fly over the ocean. They're trying to find them. They haven't found them yet, oh. but they found her shoes. Oh, wow. They found her shoes. So, I mean, they're out there somewhere, but we got to pray that they find them and also pray uh, that God would comfort the families. We pray still for a miracle, but... You know, this world is not our home. Mm, indeed, indeed. Uh, we need to be keeping these folk in prayer. And you know, speaking of prayer, we need to be talk. We need to be praying for for the people there in Syria and yes. um, Turkey in the aftermath of that horrible earthquake. And yeah, that tells us that this world is not our home. And Jesus is coming soon. And so we're going to be listening to Marlita Fong pray on, and after that, we'll continue. The army of Judah was paralyzed by fear When they heard a mighty multitude was quickly drawing near But as they prayed for deliverance, the victory would begin For when we call upon the Lord, we summon 
message and song. Pray on. No matter what happens in this world or in your life, keep praying. Keep looking up and looking to the Lord. Mm. Well, we have uh, something I told you about in the previous section of uh, this program, Looking Up. Uh, We wanted to let you know we have a giveaway for the first four people to text in the code word for today. And now it's come time for us to give you that code word. So the code word for today is... In case you're wondering, was a drum roll, <laughs> not an earthquake. Uh, the code word for today is peace, P-E-A-C-E. And, of course, the prize is Man of Peace and Contemporary Adaptation of the Classic Work on Jesus' Life, the Desire of Ages. So peace is the word. Text it in to this number, 0488 And if you're one of the first four people to do so, you will have this beautiful book coming to you. Amen. Amen. Sharissa, times are getting tough, um, as we know, and just yesterday um, the Reserve Bank of Australia increased the interest rate for a tenth consecutive time. Mm -hmm. And so we are now up to 3.6 is the official cash rate, and obviously banks charge at least a couple of percent on top of that when they give individuals a, a, a loan for their home. Mm-hmm. And so to put it in perspective, since since the first uh, rise back in May, when interest, the official interest rate was 0.1 of a percent. Mm. Can you believe it? It's gone wow. up from 0.1 to <laughs> 3.6. Wow. So it's gone That's up 3.5% percent over, over these uh, 10, 10 months, I guess, 11 months in January. There is no Reserve Bank uh, meeting mm. because it's too close to the new year and they're like, we're not going to, we can't, we can't land that on people a couple of days into the new year. What a way to start the new year. Mm. But to put it all in perspective, um, if you have a $500,000 loan from where interest rates were before they started going up, you would be paying almost an extra $1,000 a month now. Mm. If you had if you had a $750,000 loan, you would be paying close to $1,500 more. Wow. And per month. And if you have a $1 million loan, which 
many sadly do, those who live in the capital cities like Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, many, you know, first home buyers have to borrow close to a million, if not sometimes more than a million dollars for their first home, which is just a normal home. We're mm-hmm. not talking about mm-hmm. a palace because of prices. As you know, you're from Sydney, your, mm-hmm. your family lives in Sydney. You'd be paying an extra $2,000 a month. Wow. A month. And so the, the situation is very, very serious because um, in a couple of months' time, in June, July, the chickens are going to come home to roost where by tens of thousands, potentially hundreds of thousands of borrowers are going to, are going to have their, their fixed rate come to an end. So their fixed rate that was set when it was super low yeah. before the interest rates, it's all of a sudden going to come off yeah. and they're going to have to find an extra 3.5%. Mm. And who knows from, from now till June, July, how many more rate rises there might be, but at least an extra 3.5%, which is an extra $2,000 on a million-dollar loan, 1500 on a seven fifty dollars uh, loan or, or you know just over 1000 on a $500,000 loan. And so... Of the of the three point three million households with a mortgage, can you believe it? One third of Australians um, have a mortgage. Mm. So you know that doesn't take into account the people who are renting. We're going to get to you know what's happening in that space. It's 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 getting really really bad. Uh, but there's about one million households that are in significant turmoil. In wow. significant turmoil. And so, you know, you talked about, you know, this world is not our home. Um, things can be taken away very quickly. It hasn't even been 12 months and some people are sadly, and, and it's tragic, they're losing their homes. Right now, as we speak, there are people who are foreclosing. They, they can't pay the bill. I mean, they, they can't find the money. Um, that They're just not in a position. And so, yeah, we want to really think about, you know, we, we really want to think of you if you're in that position um, feel free to send us, um, you know, a prayer request and with your name, and we'll 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 pray for you. We'll pray mm-hmm. for you because that's that, that's that's really tough. You know, families are going through really really tough financial times. Not to mention the rents are mm-hmm. going up. Mm-hmm. And I was reading this um, article. It was, it was very very sad. I was reading this article. The daily struggle for homeless who have set up tents passed by pedestrians every morning at Hobart's Rivulet Park. There might be some listeners that are listening. That, that live in Hobart. And so there are people, some of them are like on full-time wages, but they cannot find or they cannot afford, sometimes both, they cannot find or afford uh, a basic dwelling. And so they're having to live in tents. Hmm. And, you know, they, they try and pack up their tent early in the morning. So they're kind of not an an eyesore and a lot of them are a bit embarrassed, obviously, you know, people who are walking in the morning and whatever else exercising. So they kind of pack up their tents, um, you know, early in the morning and then after the sun has set and most people have gone back into their homes, they pitch their tents again to sleep for the night and during the day they just wander wherever they can in their cars. And So these these are Australians who have got full-time jobs. Wow. (laughs) But they're on the low level side of of income and so it's really bad like even Coffs Saba mm-hmm. I watched a documentary actually on the ABC an ABC documentary um, I can't exactly remember what it was called it was just the other day and they were just saying in Coffs Saba the situation is just shocking it's shocking because a lot of people during the lockdowns left the cities and they went for a, they call it a green change or a sea change yeah out into the country or out by the coast and 
uh, a lot of folk who are now able to work from home headed out of the city. So couldn't handle the lockdown. They don't want to, they don't want to be in that position again. They've headed to some of these beautiful um, regional areas, especially along the coastline like Coffs Harbour. Mm-hmm. And so they have taken up a lot of these rentals and they're able to pay more. And so the locals who you know, have lived there all their lives, they're no longer able to afford the rental because the rentals have just gone up sky high. Wow. It's a perfect storm, isn't it? It is. It mm. is. So, you know, and Lifeline have experienced, you know, a huge increase in people seeking help. Mm. And we know Lifeline, you know, they they, they perform that valuable uh, task of, 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 of helping people uh, not to take that final step in order to deal with their problem because they see no way out. And so they said there's been like a 50% increase in individuals calling specifically because of financial strife and, um, you know, and just cost of living pressures. In fact, they're the top three are cost of living pressures, mm. you know, rent, um, debt, um, can't afford my groceries, you know, social and relational issues, they're way down the list now. They used to be number one, but now they're way down the list. Wow. And so, yeah, these things tell us that Jesus is indeed coming soon because this world can't keep going like this. It can't and it won't, will it? Jesus no. says when you see these things begin to happen, look up because your redemption is drawing near. Absolutely, absolutely. So, folk, if, if there is someone out there, someone out there might be listening, Charissa. Oh, we've had we've had a few people, you know, claim the prize. So we've got we've got some listeners. We have at least three. Oh, we've got at least three <laughs> listeners. Praise the Lord for that. But if there are some if there are some listeners out there who who are struggling, um, you know, our thoughts and our prayers are with you. These are tough times. Absolutely, very very tough times in more ways than one. So we're keeping you in prayer. And if there is anything that you'd like us to pray about specifically. You know, God is a, a God of miracles. He's a God that wants to hear our prayers. He's, he has told us to, to pray for things, uh, to be anxious for nothing, but in all things by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving in our hearts to let our requests be made known to him. And that's for all things, isn't it? Absolutely. Spiritual and, um, and our physical needs. And then we can have that peace of God, which is our code word. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. The code word in case um, someone still wants to try is the word peace. And if you text the word peace to 0488-17624, I think there might be just one book left. So, wow. yeah, you better hurry. Okay, okay. Fair enough. Now, Sharissa, did you have anything else that you wanted to well, share? Well, I do, and I hope this is the right time to share It's it. always the right time. <laughs> this is it's a, always the right is time. There's never a wrong time in this program. <laughs> no, there isn't. Um, I had someone make me aware of a statement that was made by a group in Europe, it's called this European Sunday Alliance Group. They released a statement on the 3rd of March, 2023, and it was just very interesting. Um, the statement reiterates a call to political leaders to, quote, establish a synchronized quality and social resting weekly time for workers in order to make enable them to preserve their mental health. Wow. Yeah, that was just last Friday. And so, uh, yeah, basically they're really encouraging people to have, uh, you know, a day of rest, a weekly common day of rest. And they're trying to encourage this uh, rest at the EU level for all citizens. Mm, Interesting. Interesting. And there's more and more um, of talk in this space taking place. Mm. 
And today we're going to be taking uh, a look at, it's probably going to be the beginning, we're probably going to need to continue on this journey next week and possibly even the week after as we take a look at the big picture and start looking at where we are, what Bible prophecy says concerning the times we're living in and some of the events that are taking place to join the dots. We need to start Mm -hmm. joining the dots more and more for our listeners. And so today we're going to be taking a look at um, just an overall view of some of the things that are taking place that we haven't mentioned thus far and we've deliberately not mentioned them because we're going to kind of package them together this week and we're going to continue that next week to show where we are in the prophetic stream of time because the pendulum is going to swing and we're going to show Mm -hmm. how that is all taking place. All these things are, Sharissa, not just so much to feed our curiosity, but these things are to encourage us to draw closer to Jesus encourage us to share more of his love and more of his truth and invite others uh, to become aware, to become awake, um, to become woke or awake (laughs) in in the spiritual sense. Um, And ultimately uh, to, to do as Jesus said, when you see all these things taking place, look up because your redemption is drawing near. Amen. So that's what we want to be taking a look at today. And um, so I'm now going to um, switch over Mm Uh, by the way, by the way, before we do that, we need to be praying for, we need to be praying for the our our federal government, uh, the Australian Law Reform Commission. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is examining uh, the anti discrimination laws, in particular, as yes. they relate to the education system. I saw a petition about that. Yeah, so I I put in my thoughts and my comments on why it's important for for our government to continue to enable religious institutions, educational institutions to be able to practice their faith um, in accordance in in accordance with their their principles and their values and their philosophies and so forth. Otherwise, to to compromise in that space would be to simply you know shut up shop and 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 find you know find that they cannot operate as a christian school mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so it's really really important so we need to be keeping that in prayer the seventh day adventist church has submitted uh submission to the australian law reform commission yep. um, a consultation paper on religious education and anti-discrimination laws and so that was submitted back in february because the Seventh-day Adventist Church, you know, has 25 million members around the world and has almost 2 million students enrolled globally, you know, including 16,000 students enrolled here in Australia. Wow. In primary and secondary as well as pre-primary. What do they call it? Preschool. Uh, preschool, yes, preschool. <laughs> You'll be well familiar with that, I'm sure. Um, so, there's, so there's a lot at stake here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we need to keep that in prayer. And that is also a sign of the times, and we'll we'll talk about that some more in the coming days. And so we're going to be taking a look at uh, what the Bible has to say about where we are living, where we are heading. So that's going to be for the rest of our program. But in the meantime, we've got Matt Minicus featuring Clinton McCoy with Let Your Heart Be Broken. Let your heart be broken 
broken a beautiful song and that is what we need Charissa we need to allow the Holy Spirit to break our hearts to humble us Mm. and so we are on the looking up show on this Wednesday afternoon 
International Women's Day, we are told. <laughs> but every day should be International Women's Day. That's and every day right. should be International Men's Day. Every day is a day to praise the Lord. Absolutely, according <laughs> to the scriptures. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So uh, we want to take a look at, by the way, are there any more Are there any more books that? We probably, or, I'm thinking we still have one left to okay, go. Okay, well, so, do you want to give the number? Yeah, the code word mm-hmm. is PEACE. If you text that word to 0488 then that word, sorry, that, that word, that book will come to you. It's a book called Man of Peace by Jerry D. Thomas. And the blurb about it says, is your life peaceful? No? Well, you're not alone. Peace, real lasting solid peace has always been difficult to find and even maintain. We have only to look at the conditions in the world and in our lives to know how rare it is, yet we create much of our own stress and unhappiness when we try to live by the standards and expectations of society around us. So you need to meet the man of peace, and that's what this book is all about. Mm, Fantastic. Well, get in there. I think we've got one book left. Yep. And so snap that up and you'll be blessed. Well, folks, we want to begin um, by taking a look at uh, what's going on right now um, before our very eyes and how that connects with Scripture. So this is going to help a lot of people join the dots because Charissa, I talk to more and more people and as I listen to even Christian um, speakers, uh, individuals are asking the question more and more, what on earth is going on? How do we make sense of the trajectory that our society is going where is it all leading and, mm. and what's going to happen next? So we really don't have any indication of where to next unless we have the Scriptures. If it wasn't for the Scriptures, you and I would have nothing to say. Mm-hmm. I mean, we would just We'd be... We'd have no standard. We, we wouldn't. We would be as confused as everyone and anyone else wondering what on earth is going on. Like I tune into Sky News, which is the alternative to, you know, the left-leaning mainstream news here in Australia. That's kind of the equivalent to Fox News there in the United States. And uh, they are are conservative um, in their approach and very much in favour of family values and very much in favour of what I would term common sense values, Mm -hmm. you know, that have been around for the last 6,000 years and have served us really well. And they're scratching their heads. They're Mm -hmm. scratching their heads wondering what on earth is going on. Where is this all leading? They just can't work it out. Mm. They can't work it out because they don't have the biblical perspective to fill in the blanks, to join all the dots together. So today um, we want to help you to join the dots. So let's just take a look at some of the things that are happening and how these connect with Bible prophecy. Now we're not going to take a lot of time to to analyze these different things. I'm just going to sort of um, mention them just to, just to help us, you know, put all the pieces together. First and foremost, we'll start off with what's been happening in Sydney for two and a half weeks. It ended on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And that was the Sydney Worldwide Parade, uh, uh, Pride Parade. Mm-hmm. The Sydney, yeah, the Sydney World Pride, I should say. Yeah. It was, it was worldwide, as in people came from all around the world. Mm-hmm. It was... Um, an international event. It's a bit like the Olympics. That's what we shared last week to help people understand how this works. So, so the gay pride, um, the LGBTIQ plus um, uh, community, they get together every, I'm not sure how many years, and they celebrate in a big way. Like they celebrate every year, as we know. Does this happen in every country of the world? Um, I mean, a lot of countries at the same time? 
Um, no, well, I'm not, I'm not, not really quite not really sure. sure. This, these Olympics, these um, LGBT Olympics, as I call them, uh, they, they only happen every couple of years or so at various locations. So okay. this is the first time the Olympics have come to Australia. We're the first country in the, in the southern hemisphere. Anyway, 17 days um, of this festival wrapped up just on Sunday, and it's interesting that. Uh, Rainbow families are featured in so many different events all through Sydney um, mm. that that were for children, families, you know, um, uh, as a whole. During this time also you have um, the, the pressure on the New South Wales government to introduce legislation to ban gay conversion practices. You know, we've had this in Victoria. We've had this in Queensland, we've had this in the ACT, we've had this in the in WA, and now New South Wales is contemplating it. And, um, and this was, you know, launched um, to be timely with what was taking place there. And so it's a private member's bill by an Alex Greenwich and our Premier, um, D- uh, Dominic Perrottet, mm-hmm. who's a, you know, avid Catholic, I think he's got about seven kids, if I remember That's correctly. Right. He's got a lot. Yeah. Um, he said, at first he said, well, not sure. Um, got to think it over. And then a couple of days later he came back and said, yeah, I think, I think we'll get on board, you oh, know, wow. with the Labor Party and um, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll go into this together. This will be like a, you know, a dual approach, both Labor and Liberal. When they get together, you know, when, it's, when there's unity, that means, that means it's something really, really important. So we'll see. We'll see what the wording is of that. Um, then we have our prime minister, as you mentioned to me earlier. What what yeah. did he do? What was his involvement? I believe he was the first sitting Australian prime minister to join the march. He indeed the was. Parade. He indeed was, along with his wife, uh, along with. Are the, they married? Him and his wife are married. Yes, married. him and his wife I are married. Was a partner. Oh, okay, partner. Maybe a partner. Yeah, you could be right. I might be. I might, I might have be that very wrong. wrong about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. Look, you could be. You could be right. Um, I'm not. I'm not quite sure. So, uh, the fact checkers out there can, can go to work. <laughs> um, also, you know, Chris Mintz, who is the the Labor opposition leader, he and his wife joined in, and also Tanya Plibersek, the Environment Minister, and so they marched for the first time, as you pointed out, um, an Australian, an Australian sitting Prime Minister marching in the the gay Mardi Gras and things were very different in 1978 when they had their first march you know where there were arrests and a whole bunch of things going on for those first that protest that it wasn't really a march it was more of a protest Mm -hmm. um, for rights back then and they were not treated very kindly at all those I think 1500 or so uh, protesters uh, that marched back in 1978 and so we have um, we have uh, the prime minister once again on the final day this last Sunday marching across the Sydney Harbour Bridge along with fifty thousand other um, marchers or people who were celebrating fifty thousand. So the Sydney Harbour Bridge was closed in both directions <laughs> for a number of hours. Now I'm thinking, Sharissa. If, say, Christians wanted to march, you know, in favour of family values, in favour of, you know, (laughs) biblical principles, would they be allowed to shut down the Sydney Harbour Bridge on a Sunday for a number of hours in order to march and celebrate 
the goodness of God and the family values that we receive in His Word. Would I be able Can't to imagine it. have their banners with, you know, the fifth commandment, honor, <laughs> no mother and no father, the I days may be long in the land that the land <laughs> is given. Good, point. good so, point. So would that happen? No, that wouldn't happen. That wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. And so people are asking, what is going on? Why is this all taking place? This is interesting. Um, this came out from uh, the Gallup poll from the United States of America, and we're not too far behind when it mm-hmm. comes to statistics in this space. Yeah. And uh, they discovered that 7.2% of the United States adult population identifies as LGBTQ. 7.2% of the adult population in the United States. 7.2 of 100%. 7.2. small percentage. That's huge compared huge, to where it was. but there's still a lot more. Still, yeah, yeah, obviously over 90%. But yeah. check this out. Check this out. Of that group, nearly 20% of Generation Z, or those who are aged 19 to 26, identify as something other than heterosexual. Did you get that? That takes it to a new level. So that might be Shanna's, Shanna's demographic. You're a Gen <laughs> Z, aren't you? 19 to 26, somewhere there? Yeah, she is. She's <laughs> nodding her head. So 19 to 26-year-olds, wow. Gen Zs, 20% of them identify as something other than heterosexual. Mm. That's one in five. Mm-hmm. They are huge numbers. Mm. Huge numbers. All right. So so we press on from there and and let's just take a look at what else is making um Headlines. news. Then you got, you know, Pope Francis and he you What's know, he up to? I haven't heard about him. Pope for a while. Francis he recently he recently stated something that I believe in, but um but he certainly wanted to, you know, get on the on the right side of our LGBTQI community and he said that God accompanies people with same sex attraction, and that's true. He does. God loves all people, all people, no matter who they are. However, God is always seeking to point us into a better direction, Amen. into a better direction. And uh, we, we all fall short, all of us, you know, whether you're heterosexual or not, mm-hmm. we all sin and we fall short. So that's very interesting. Um, then, you have, then you have some of the churches like the Church of England, Okay, the Anglican Church, and they recently voted that they would bless in the church same-sex couples. Wow. <laughs> they would bless the couples within the church. Mm. So they're not going to marry them, but a couple that gets married, you know, same-sex couple that gets married outside of the church somewhere, they're members of the Anglican Church, they come into the church, and I guess you know, the first opportunity that they are there the, the Anglican priest will bless their marriage inside the church. So this is kind of like a ceremony, like a service, like what we do with, with children, you know, mm-hmm. being dedicated to the Lord. So there was a lot of debate, a lot of heated debate, but eventually that pushed through. So there are Christians who are asking, okay, that's happening out there in the world, in the secular world, but now it's beginning to take place in the church. What is going on? Um, and so... We, we 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 have more and more of that, and we had we had a very interesting documentary recently. Um, you know, just really rubbishing you know the purity that Christian 
schools um, teach, you know, purity, abstinence before marriage. You know, that was kind of really uh, looked down upon in a documentary. Um, then, obviously, you know, we, we, we've had a number of other things that have taken place. Here is a headline, devout Christians awarded damages after their application to become foster parents was rejected. And why was it rejected? Because they had biblical views on marriage and family. <laughs> wow. So it was rejected at first. They took the situation to court, claiming discrimination, which it was. They'd yeah. be great parents. And the court This is has, quite alarming because mm. this is not just one thing on this category. You're talking about a number of things that are attacking a, the family unit that God, God A whole made. bunch of things. And this is, brings us back to some of the previous episodes that we've had on this program where you talked about the blessings from, you know, God gave these blessings in Eden and now the devil's mm-hmm. attacking those. Mm-hmm. One of them was marriage. And the family. And the family. And the, another one is the Sabbath. Yeah. And we're seeing an all-out assault on the family in all of these articles, but there's also an attack coming on the Sabbath with that you know, highlighting of um, a need for rest, but they're not going to do what God says. They're going to institute a substitute for what God made. That's exactly right. So I'm just setting up the, I'm, I'm, I'm setting the table here because that's where we're going to go. And we're going to show how the pendulum will be swinging and is beginning to swing mm. by some of the, by some of the things that are taking place uh, right now. And it's, it's interesting because you have you have even this this incredible uh, brief news story that came out on Channel Seven. This is where we've got to. Um, you know, we've got Christian uh, education in state schools. You, you're aware of that, okay? In Queensland, yes. they have Christian education in some state schools, and children have to receive permission by their parents in order to sit through those religious instruction classes. Anyway. One of the one of the teachers was just simply sharing in church, um, you know, her experience of being a religious education. It was being live streamed or, or was being recorded, and she simply said, she simply said that the schools are a wonderful place. I, the schools are a wonderful harvest of students that can be turned into disciples, mm-hmm. and. The, the secular, especially those who don't want, you know, Bible in schools, in public schools, they jumped on that and they said, look, they want to harvest the kids. <laughs> they, they, they want to brainwash them. They want to harvest them. We should get rid of religious oh, instruction see, see. in schools. It's a misunderstanding. That made, it, that made it on the news. This was just a simple comment that I agree with. Yep. I agree with every single person is part of the harvest that Jesus said in Matthew 9. He said the harvest is plentiful. Yep. He was talking about all sorts and the labourers are few. And Jesus wants disciples from all kindred, nation, tongue and people. And so this is where we are. We're going to come back. We've got some more after the news and after this beautiful song Poor from God alone, I wait in silence. My soul is still before the Lord. He is my rock and my salvation, my fortress strong. I'll trust in Him. I'll not be shaken. I'll not be shaken. For all my hope is in His love from God alone. My salvation 
ignite your race An empty will The rich are weak The poor are mighty Who turn to God alone for help I'll not be shaken I'll not be shaken For all my hope Is in His love From God alone Comes my salvation I'll wait and Trust in Him to hear you cry. No other hope will never fail you. No other love will not run dry. I'll not be shaken. I'll not be shaken. to Faith FM, positively different radio. Ooh, pancakes, waffles, orange juice, veggie mite on toast. I don't smell any of that. This is a Bible study. Yeah, but I thought this was like the breakfast show. No, it's a show at breakfast time. We do quizzes, interviews, good news and current events. That kind of breakfast show. Blake, I know that you're new here, but we're trying to feed people spiritual food, not physical food. Okay, well, why didn't you tell me that before I got to the studio? It's in your job description. Now, please, do the intro. Tune in every weekday morning right here on Faith FM for the new Breakfast Combo with Blake and Lawson. Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim, you can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. Faith looks up, sorry looks back, worry looks around. 
are still here and wow, time is just flying this afternoon on the Looking Up program. Pastor Danny, uh, we have been talking about current events. You've been just sharing a whole sleuth of articles and news headlines about uh, you know, things that are happening in the world, particularly how they relate to marriage and the family. Mm. Where are we going now? Well, we want to take a look at uh, what what is the reaction from those who believe in marriage and the family. Like I said, this is just the beginning. Um, there will be a whole heap more that we'll be sharing um, on this in the, in, in the coming weeks. But there is obviously a reaction. Mm-hmm. There is a reaction because it's, it's very, very clear and obvious um, that Christians today, or people of faith, not just Christians, mm-hmm. but people of faith today in the Western world in particular, are being discriminated against yeah. because of their beliefs and their values. And this is very, very clear, as we pointed out earlier, in what is taking place even right now as uh, legislation from the Australian Law Reform Commission is being assessed as far as, you know, will we continue to allow religious schools to be able to, to operate in harmony with their principles and their ethos, in who they hire, in what they are allowed to be taught in the schools, and so on and so forth. Um, so there, there, there is a reaction. There mm-hmm. is a reaction. And it's, and it's really beginning and, um, and sort of picking up steam there in the United States of America. And the United States of America interests us mm-hmm. because that's prophecy. where Bible prophecy, prophecy Bible prophecy will begin in mm-hmm. earnest in the United States of America. I guess that you could say that's ground zero mm-hmm. for end-time prophecy, the United States of America. So there you have the religious right um, and those who have got conservative values who are now saying, we need to do something about this. You know, yeah. enough is enough. They've been pushed in a corner over and over again for a long period of time, and they're saying enough is enough. Now we're going to next week. We're going to take a look at the historical and some of the biblical evidence of what we were told regarding this pendulum swing that took place some more than two hundred years ago, and how it will take place again at the very end of time. But in the meantime, let's just take a look at um, what is taking place there. Now, it's interesting in the United States of America, there is, um, uh, there, there is a, a really key politician there at the moment. Um, he's a Republican, and his name is Ron DeSantis. He's from Florida. Heard good things about him. Yes. Uh, he's, he's a really switched-on um, Republican. Um, he, he, he runs uh, the state there. He's the governor, and he literally won in a landslide. Um, the midterm elections, he just blitzed it. Like Florida was a swing state mm-hmm. up until those midterms. Now it's a safe red state, you know, a safe Republican state. And so he's just written a book that he's just brought out. All right. Here is the title. And by the way, before I get to the book, Ron DeSantis, he's a Catholic, mm-hmm. uh, but he doesn't, he doesn't push his religious views. He, he keeps them separate, um, which is what the Constitution of the United States um has enshrined, you know, the separation of church and state. So he doesn't push his his Christian values. But what he is big on is family values. Mm. He's huge on family values. And people from all around the United States of America have been coming to Florida. And and he took a very different approach to some of the eastern, I should say, 
some of the Western states like uh, like um, California um, and also New York when it came to COVID. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, a big, big change. So people are flocking to Florida for more reasons than just the weather and, uh, and, and the <laughs> wonderful balmy conditions to live there. And he's just written a book. It's really, really popular there. He's big on family values and education and, you know, just holistic family values that we'd all you know, ascribe to and support. Yeah. And he's written this book, the Courage to be Free, subtitle, Florida's Blueprint for America's Revival. Florida's Blueprint for America's, for America's Revival. Revival. What he's saying in this book is what's happening in Florida needs to happen across the country. Across the country. Huh. Revival. Speaking of revivals, uh-huh. have you heard of the Osbury Revival? Yes, I have. Had you watched a little bit of it? I did watch a little bit so of it. So did I. It's interesting, isn't it? It is. You want to, do you want to share with me your thoughts and comments? Um, well, it was just interesting to see people get really excited about this. And obviously people are seeking a spiritual experience. Mm, people are, People recognize the emptiness and the seriousness of the times in the world we live in and they want something more. And, yeah, there was this... Um, revival that broke out on a high school campus, I believe. That's right. And yeah, the students just stayed back after one chapel and they said, let's just keep praying. And they did. Kept praying, kept singing. Um, some good reports from there and um, some reports. Uh, I was watching a commentary commentator, news commentator, you know, having some questions about it. And there was some good questions that they raised about it. But interesting, a spiritual phenomenon mm. that took place. And apparently it spread. Now, how far and why did it spread? I'm not sure, yeah. and um, and what kind of legs this revival will have. You know, time will tell. But what is really important, and we will look at this as we as we go along in the coming weeks. At the end of time, the Bible tells us there's going to be a true revival. Yes, and there's going to be a false revival. That's right. And so we need to know the difference between the two because they're both going to have... Modern revivals. Yeah, because they're both going to have um, physical phenomena. There's, there's going to be healings. There's going to be miracles in both the God-led revival and Satan's led revival to to deceive. It's very interesting. A number of people were flocking to this school to be part of the revival. Yeah, from all around the world. From around the world. But the beautiful thing about the Bible is that we read there that you don't all have to be in the upper room. No, you don't. <laughs> to experience Pentecost. You like, you, you know, you can give your life to God wherever you are. You can yeah. seek him wherever you are and have a spiritual experience and revival as you have a relationship with God wherever you are. Uh, absolutely. And um, I think, I think th- you know, th- this may not have really happened, um, you know, 50 years ago. Obviously, mm-hmm. we probably didn't, you know, fly around as much as we do today. But... This all really comes back to the world that we're living in, this post-truth world that we live in. I talked about it at Week of Worship today at Lake Macquarie College. You know, 2016, the Oxford Dictionary Word of the Year was post-truth. And what's post-truth? In a nutshell, it's where where we set aside facts mm. and instead we replace them with feelings. Mm. How I feel is more important than the facts. That's the post-truth world. And so how does this relate to the Osbury revival and people coming in from all over the world? They want to feel it. Yeah. They want to feel it. And um, they need to be there in order to experience it, in order to feel it. Because as you said, you can have revival in your own home. Yeah. I think uh, a good example of that, of of what true revival is, is this church in India. They experienced a revival and they said, uh, 
please, we've just been rebibled. <laughs> rebibled. I like that. So, like, when we get back into God's yeah. word, we experience true revival. Our, our soul is fed. Absolutely. And faith is, and feeling are two separate things. God does give us feelings. God created them. But our faith shouldn't be based on feeling. No. It's on the word of the, God. The word of God should always lead the way. Absolutely. Because sometimes... That's our, encouraging because our feelings go up and down. They do. They do. I'm glad that my faith is not. Praise the Lord. Our faith is built on the word of God. Amen, you know, amen. The truth. Sanctify them by thy truth. Thy word, word is, is truth. truth. Not thy, thy feelings are truth, but mm. thy word is truth. Mm-hmm. So, so that, that is really interesting, yeah, that revival. It's interesting at the very same time, um, a lot of Christians, especially in the United States, are not seeing it as coincidence, but seeing it as divine planning. Mm-hmm. There's a movie that's come out, The Jesus Revolution. Have you heard about that? I have. The, I haven't seen it. I haven't even seen a trailer for it. But the Jesus Revolution, I just quickly read up on it before the show. Yep. It's it's based on revivals that took place in the United States in the late 60s, early 70s, 70s yep. um, the Jesus movement yep. uh, that was taking place. And they're saying it's not coincidental that this Osbury revival that has sparked other revivals around the country and even around the world um, has has come out at the same, well, happened at the same time as this movie is coming out, you know. Mm-hmm. And so they're kind of trying to, you know, they're seeking to link the two. But the, the reality is that Revelation 18 tells us that when the loud cry is given, you know, when the whole world is lit up with the glory of God, which is Revelation 18, 1, there's going to be a call to come out of Babylon, mm-hmm. my people. Yes. The voice from heaven says, so God has many people who are seeking and searching in all walks of life throughout all of the world religions and those who have no religion who are seeking and searching. Mm. Praise God. Indeed. So we've got some exciting, exciting times, ahead. times ahead. Now, on another note, we have we have this watchman decree. I have not heard of this. This watchman decree, okay, and um, this is once again put out by uh, those uh in the religious community in the United States who are concerned about family values, okay, mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. across the board, be it marriage, be it, you know, the value of a human life, um, whatever the case may be, morality in general. And this is, this is how the Watchman Decree begins. This is, I guess, their mission statement. As a patriot of faith, I attest my allegiance first and foremost to the kingdom of God and the Great Commission. Secondly, I agree to be a watchman over our nation concerning its people and their rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Whereas we, the church, are God's governing body on the earth. We have been given legal power from heaven and now exercise our authority. We are God's ambassadors and spokespeople over the earth. Through the power of God, we are world influencers. And because of our covenant with God, we are equipped and delegated by him to destroy every attempted advance of the enemy. That's their, that's kind of like their, their marching orders. Then they say, we decree. Here we go. They make some declarations. I won't take the time to read all 13 of them. It's interesting. There are thirteen baptismal baptismal vows in the in the Adventist baptismal thing. That's funny. Anyway, we declare or we decree that America's executive branch of government will honor God and defend the Constitution. We decree that our legislative branch or Congress will unite. So will write only laws that are righteous and constitutional. Wow. We decree that our judicial system will issue rulings that are biblical and constitutional. It's all three. It's all three. We declare that we stand against wokeness, the occult, and every evil attempt against our nation. And, go, and this one here, and I'll just leave it when with this one. When was this released? This was released last year. Ah. Check this one out, number five. 
we declare and we now take back our God-given freedoms according to our constitution. And, um, and it goes on and it talks about these seven mountains of influence. <laughs> Do you want to know what they are? Yeah, tell us. These are the seven mountains that they stand on. There are seven mountains. Yeah, I've heard of the seven yeah. mountains somewhere else. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is just so, it's so interesting. Anyway, seven mountains of influence include, this is where they want changes to take place. Mm-hmm. The media, business and finance, so that's one. Family, education, politics, arts and entertainment, which is one, and religion. They want changes to take place in all these different areas. These We've are seven seen mountains. Lots of things in those areas. Yes, indeed, indeed. And uh, you know, if, if I was going to say, oh, th- th- there's so much more. Uh, next week, I'm going to talk about CPAC, which just happened. You know, which is the Conservative Political Action Conference. Nigel Farage. He's um, he was a big Brexiteer, and he was one of the one of the guest speakers. He had something phenomenal to share that we're going to have to share next week because we ah. don't have time for it this week. So people will have to tune in next week. But let me just finish off here with with our friends. They're saying uh, this is after point number thirteen, and I only read up to point number five. We know this country was founded on Judeo Judeo Christian principles. We know the truth. Therefore, we stand for the truth and we will never be deceived. We will never stop fighting. We will never, ever, ever give up or give in. We will take our country back. We will honor the one true God, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. America shall be saved. Sounds all very good. I'm telling you, (laughs) this is where things are heading. A swing. The pendulum is The pendulum is beginning to swing, my dear friends. So next week, we're going to share a lot more on that and we're going to look at the scriptures. We're going to look at those blessings from Genesis and how that ties in. We're going to take a look at the French Revolution, where that fits in, the deadly wound. So much to look forward so to next week. So much to look forward to on the Looking Up <laughs> show for next week. So this week, we've just got the ball rolling and oh. um, there's just so much more to share. So, Sharissa. Yeah, well, let's listen to What a Day That Will Be, brought to us by Southern Raised, and then we will close out with some final thoughts on all that we've been discussing.
love that song. And that is a day to look forward to, mm-hmm. a day Amen. when we see Jesus. What a day that will be. Amen. Well, we have so enjoyed having your company with us this afternoon as we have been stepping through current events as they relate to Bible prophecy and the soon return of Jesus Christ. And Pastor Danny, do you want to share with us some final thoughts as we wrap this up? Sure, program? I'd love to. And it's been lovely to have you back on the show, Sharissa. Wonderful. To be back. This is from Revelation 21. As I was listening to those beautiful words, what a day that will be. When Jesus will return, I my, my thoughts immediately went to Revelation 21 and uh, verses 1 to 4 here where, where John writes, Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, And he will dwell with them and they shall be his people. And God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain for the former things have passed away. And then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Amen. Beautiful words. Beautiful words. And a wonderful future we have to look forward to thanks to Jesus. Amen. You know, as we close out, we're going to close with prayer. But uh, we want to say a little prayer now for all of you who are listening and for the people in places where uh, things are really tough right now. Think of uh, friends in Ukraine and Russia and also um, those in Syria and Turkey. We'll pray for them too. So let's people pray. that are living in tents and in their cars yes, here in Australia. Yes, people suffering in financial mm. stress too. Let's Absolutely. Let's pray. Our loving Father in heaven, we're so thankful that in spite of all the terrible things happening around us, we can call you our Father, and we know that you have promised us a better hope and a better future because of Jesus. And Lord, at this time, we just want to pray for all those in our world who are suffering. We think of those who have been um, suffering in war-torn countries. We think of people in Ukraine and Russia, we think, too, of those who are in places that have been damaged by natural disaster, Turkey and Syria, and the many people that are grieving the loss of loved ones. We pray for the rescue effort for the pilot and the nurse and those passengers on the helicopter that went down in the Philippines and for the many families that are doing it tough because of the financial pressures that we are facing. Lord, all of these things remind us this world is not our home. Please help us not to feel comfortable here, but to remind ourselves that there is a future and a hope in heaven and in you. So Lord, help us to look to you always. I pray for every listener. May you bless them, give them your peace and guide us as we live in these times and prepare for Jesus' soon return. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, we are looking forward to next week. You heard before Pastor Danny list off what we're going to talk about and I know that by the time next week comes, he'll have even more to talk about. (laughs) He never is short of a word, so we look forward to that. And don't go anywhere because I believe right after this program we have the drive time program Mm, from south australia which is also a live event so you will want to just stay tuned and keep listening and uh you know why not share this radio station with others in fact sometimes not everybody is aware of the good thing that you have stumbled on so Mm. text a friend send them the website send tell them to get the app if you haven't downloaded the app make sure you put it on your phone because 
cell service is good, but the mobile t- tower, radio tower coverage isn't always that great. So make sure you get the app and uh, you can enjoy Faith FM radio all the time. Mm. It's so wonderful that we have this in, in Australia, that we have this, uh, you know, free to air live streaming. And we radio. don't know for how long we will we have it. We don't know how long. So make the most mm. of it. It's such Redeem a the time. beautiful thing. Mm. And to have good Christian music that uh, you can tune in to as you drive on the roads. Thank you, Shanna. For all that you've mm. done to make today a success. And uh, yeah, may God bless you all as we go from here. We just want to remind you that fear looks around, regret looks back, but faith always looks up. So keep looking up. May God bless you. We look forward to having you join us keep next week. Up, don't give up, don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up Should the tears begin to start With a prayer all your cares He will cast Into the depths of the sea His love is always there for me